Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are getting ready to resume play after an all-star break that felt like it took forever because of the basketball that we saw last we saw the Lakers. As they prepare to do so, they fielded some questions about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook fielded some questions about the Lakers. And yeah, there's some interesting stuff in there that I think was pretty telling of how ugly it got there at the very end. Let's start with the dirt, because why not? Let's get a little messy. Screw it. Uh, so r- let's start with Anthony Davis. And he was asked what Russell Westbrook kind of brings to the table for the uh, Clippers on or off the court, whatever. And there's one glaring omission from AD's answer. Culture for that time? Or just what do you think he'll bring to that I'm not part of that team. I have no idea what their locker room is like, what their chemistry is like. Um, honestly, I don't really watch the Clippers like that. I don't really watch. I'm, I got three kids. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I know they got rid of John and uh, and Reggie, um, so it's another point guard for them. I'm not sure how T. Lou um, and the coaching staff will utilize him, but um, I'm pretty sure he's happy to stay in L.A. That glaring omission, if you're wondering, if you're curious, if you, you know, maybe weren't paying close attention to uh, AD because of the weird audio quality and stuff, that is via Mark Medina of NBA.com. If you're wondering the the omission, anything nice. (laughs) He just was not interested in in going there and and offering up a compliment on, on how Russell Westbrook could potentially help the team that the Lakers share the same building with. And yeah, like, I saw some people wondering why this was being asked in the first place. And part of it is, I think, pretty obvious, I thought. Like, the the fact that the Lakers uh, immediately became irrelevant in title competition conversations right after they traded for Russell Westbrook. Uh, the, the weird fit that was always there. Uh, the weird chemistry that was always there and especially there, there at the very end of Russell Westbrook's Lakers tenure. Uh, I mean, in general, right? Like this was it, it, anybody wondering why this was asked? Of course it got asked. The Lakers are going to be in the same division with Russ. They are, uh, they have to beat the Clippers at least, you know, the, the, the one time that they're going to face them. Uh, it's going to be one of the last games that the Lakers play this year. So, of course, <laughs> that game is really going to be to matter. The other thing here, too, is, like, look, I'm going to phrase this carefully. It is pretty clear from stuff that you hear behind the scenes that of players who were especially fed up with Russ at the very end, AD was pretty high up on that list. Uh, they they might be close when it comes to stuff away from basketball, and NBA players are pretty good at compartmentalizing that stuff. Uh, they don't like to mess with the other guys' money, so they don't like to throw dirt when when they don't necessarily have to. But when it like at the very end there, and basically throughout Russ's Lakers tenure, it was. Like the one thing that AD, I think, gets really kind of frustrated with is repeated mistakes on the defensive side of the ball because that is the the area where he has to clean up all of it. And Russ, you know, say what you will about 
Hall of Fame career and averaging a triple-double and the counting stats on the offensive side of the ball, his defense was offensive. His defense uh, really left a lot to be desired, especially given his natural talents that that he brings to that side of the uh, of the ball. And when he was kind of locked in, you could see like what he offers on that side. He just didn't want to lock in as regularly as the Lakers needed him to. So I from from what I have heard, that relationship between AD and Russ was kind of fringed there at the at the very end. And AD's answer here made a lot of sense. And 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 the reason why this question gets asked by beat reporters who are with the team on the road, who are with the team every day, you know, after practice, whenever they can be there, who are there with them after games and during games and stuff, is you notice these things and this this stuff gets out there. So when it, when a reporter asks it, it's not just to to create internet and and, and clicky headlines that it that, you know that it probably launched but also because, yeah, the, the, the guy that AD didn't seem to get along with particularly well when it came to approach to basketball um, is now on the team that they share a building with. And, of course, it's going to matter how everybody feels about everybody moving forward, which kind of brings me to the next reason why this was a question that kind of sort of needed asking. When asked what kind of factors were you know, part of the reason why Russ is now a Clipper, one of the things that he said is it's great to be in a place where he feels welcomed, where he feels wanted. And, you know, you can take that in a vacuum and you can say that, you know, and, and this is the case. Paul George was very vocal publicly in his desire to bring Russ in. So was uh, Marcus Morris. Uh, Kawhi apparently was putting some pressure behind the scenes, as was Ty Lu. So like this, they, the Clippers uh, did kind of put on the full court press and trying to get Russ. And and yeah, that's probably more of what he's talking about, but it's also impossible to ignore the subtext here, which if you're saying it's great to be in a place where he feels wanted, it's not that far of a leap to wonder, oh, so did you not feel necessarily wanted with the Lakers? And, you know, again, you kind of go back to some of the stuff that was being reported at the end of Westbrook's Lakers tenure, but also you go back to the exit interviews from uh, at the end of last season, where he was asked about, you know, did they let you, uh, did they let Russ be Russ? And, <laughs> you know, Russ essentially called AD and LeBron liars because they said they tried to, and he said that, you know, they didn't. So yeah, it was not, it was not, I don't think a particularly healthy relationship. I thought for most of the season, everybody kind of tried to make the best that they realistically could have of the situation. But by the end of that tenure, by the time they reached the trade deadline deadline, and by the time they finally made the trade that they did, yeah, everybody just kind of needed to separate from each other. And again, like I know that we don't want to dive too deep into the soap opera stuff and and I know that it gets kind of sick of this and you and, and you know it feels kind of reality TV-ish which I, I'm I'm my guilty pleasure is all of the reality stuff on Netflix so I guess that's me bringing my own my own tendencies and leanings into this but but also from the very human standpoint of why you know certain 
or the impact that relationships have on the success that a basketball team does or does not enjoy. Uh, this, I think, you know, the combination of AD's answers and Russ's answers and the reporting after Russ left, uh, Russ's own exit interview at the end of last season, you combine all of that and you say like, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense that the sacrifices that they all needed to make were made occasionally, but maybe not consistently enough to to have the kind of success that the Lakers needed to have while Russ was there. All right, now on to actual basketball. The Lakers are uh, getting ready tonight to play the Golden State Warriors. It is going to be a nationally televised game. Stephen Curry is not going to be available. The Lakers are going to have basically everybody. Uh, LeBron is listed as prob- probable. Uh, Anthony Davis is also listed as probable. They are going to, uh, as Darvin Ham said in practice yesterday, uh, they are going to stick with the same starting lineup that we saw play really well against New Orleans. Uh, Andrew Wiggins apparently is is not available for personal reasons. So this is a game, given the situation and given what the Lakers need to accomplish in the second half of the season, this is one that they need to win and preferably handle, handily, right? Uh I think one thing, like obviously the top priority here is winning often enough that they get into the play-in and preferably the play-off, right? (laughs) Skip the play-in altogether, get to that six seed. That is their stated goal. That said, just winning, I don't think would necessarily be enough. There are a lot of bad habits that have been formed over the last couple seasons where the Lakers have done so much losing. And if they are going to do anything in the playoffs, they need to reset those bad habits and they need to get into some better ones as they get ready to to go off and and play whoever they have to, whether it's in the play-in or in the playoffs. So yeah, I I think, you know, sticking with the starting lineup, great first move. (laughs) I would have lost my mind if after the way that they played uh, against the Pelicans before the All-Star break, Darvin Ham was like, yeah, that was great, but... (laughs) Just imagine how we could play with two starting point guards again. Uh, It's great that they are going to stick with that kind of shooting first lineup. Uh, We'll see. It would be great to get a good enough sample size so that the Lakers can start figuring out their best lineups. It's, in my opinion, the one that they start with is their best lineup, which means that that is going to be the best collection of talent that they're going to have more regularly than any other group uh, on the roster, which is great. So, yeah, I think... Uh, given the situation, given who isn't available for the for the Warriors, given who is available for the Lakers, this is one that, that the Lakers need to win. And yeah, you take any win that you can get, however you can get it. But the Lakers, I think, do need to start getting some real momentum here and winning handily when they're expected to, starting to cover bets when they are uh, favored, you know, that kind of thing. Good teams win, great teams cover. Uh Let's let's start getting some 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 covers at the second half of the season. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. I will be recording this obviously the, tomorrow's episode right after the game, so you will have that to react to. And then, depending on some meetings that I have in the coming days, as we get ready for, like we just got the email from Vox that they are going to be handing over the keys here in the next week or so. So it's going to be a very busy week for us as we kind of figure out the next steps. Um, And like I've said all along, so long as we can keep you informed as best we can keep you informed, I will do so. So that is the information, right? The information is that in the next week, 
We are going to be getting the keys to this thing, and we are going to be taking it wherever we uh, decide to take it. Uh, we do have options on the table. We do have options on the table for some of the writing stuff too. So as soon as we get this all figured out, and the sooner the better, I'm chopping at the pit to get back to having conversations with all of my friends that we have uh, that I that we have been fortunate enough to 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 get over the course of my time recording this stuff. Um, I can't wait to talk to everybody about Lakers stuff. It's funny. I since that Pelicans game, I found myself looking for national coverage of the Lakers uh, because it, before it was so draining. It was like, yeah, the Lakers suck, and that was the extent of the Lakers coverage. Now it's great to see, like, all right, who is who is optimistic on the Lakers? Who is more pessimistic on the Lakers? Uh, why might they? Might, why might they be? Who you know? Do I respect more? And and uh, all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have felt myself looking for that in ways that I just wasn't for the last couple of years. And and it's great to be back. It's great to be back. I can't wait to be back all the way. So until the next time I talk to you guys, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.